This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo-Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, your host, and today we jump into Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10, focusing on our value in God. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Let's jump into the sermon for this week. This is Life in FM. Well, grace unto you and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now, last week, we kicked off our new series, Who God Says You Are, with a focus on how we see the world around us. And beginning with ourselves, who is the person that we see when we look in the mirror? And do we sometimes have a case of mistaken identity? We talked about our neighbors, who they are. What do we think of them? Where have they journeyed in life? When have we loved them like God loves them? And when have we not done that? And why is it that we've taken that particular approach as we view them that way? We name that we are far from perfect, but we worship a perfect God. We're reminded of God's love being present for us in this moment. And we believe that it's present not just for me, not just for you, but it's freely freely shared with others. And we have the call to be the church, not just here inside these walls, but when we leave this place, we have an important mission. And that's where things start to get a bit complicated. And it gets complicated because the things that can strengthen our faith often aren't the easiest thing for us to commit to. Making it a routine includes coming here to church fairly often, at least when we have something that we've committed to, Maybe that's confirmation or church school, choir, whatever it might be. And maybe you're committing to be here weekly, maybe a bit less. Maybe you've intentionally committed to making time to be here or maybe joining us online when you can. And maybe for some of you, it's a stretch that you're even here at all. No matter what your circumstance is tonight, know that we're grateful to be the church with you. And we hope that you're able to experience the living God here in this space because we believe that when we gather together here something powerful happens lives are transformed grace is shared freely and we're all invited into that particular mission because if you're hearing this today you're taking time to connect with god whatever reasons you might have for being here and there were churches like the church in Ephesus that needed to hear this reminder, and the church in Moorhead also needs to hear it as well. When describing God and what God did for humanity, the Apostle Paul said he's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son, and he forgave our sins. As we sing that song, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, this is what Paul is talking about here. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And God has now revealed to us all his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And if you're wondering what that plan is, it's this. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. 
everything on heaven and on earth. This is what we were talking about last week as we talked about that unity. Yes, this Lord of all creation, of water, earth, sky, everything. This Lord of heaven and earth, he came to show us all the way. And he ultimately took on our brokenness and our sin in the process. And he did that to bring everything together so that the world would be unified. Everything. The church in Ephesus needed this reminder, and we do too. And God brings the people together. As we gather here in this space, it's not just to check off any particular faith formation requirements. It's because we worship the living God and we want to be transformed and changed. This was realized when the believers of the early church made it a part of their routine to understand this truth, to share this truth with each other, and to share it ultimately with the world. Now, I had a conversation with a member a few months back, and this is what they had to share with me. I didn't really want to come today, but I'm glad that I did because I needed this fill-up. And I think they're right. They needed this. I need this. This time where we gather together as imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. The time for us to connect with God and each other where we can be ourselves, but also be changed and transformed and sent. Which honestly can sound a bit scary. But when we take the time to grow as people of faith, I think that we're actually better equipped to share this grace, hope, peace, and love that we've experienced with other people. Because for us, it becomes natural. It becomes part of who we are, part of our routine. And for us, this is good news because the world needs this. And that's the beauty of routine. We keep coming and we not only find value in the routine of what we're experiencing here, but we're reminded of who God says that we are. And this takes place in a variety of ways. Now, we sing songs that connect us to God. We hear a message that fills us up for the week ahead. We take part in faith formation through connect groups or circles, Bible studies, confirmation, church school. We go off on a whim and we sign up for one of our service opportunities like Ruby's Pantry, something that benefits others. And then we end up getting something out of it too. I name all these things and the truth is, Maybe you've never done any of them. Like I said, coming to worship can be difficult enough in your routine. So I wonder, what have you found yourself in for a routine this year? Is it where you'd like to be? In this year ahead, how might you step out boldly in faith? How might you better live into your identity as God's beloved? To not only know who God says you are, but to make it a part of your daily routine so that others can better realize this too. We can do this by simply being ourselves. See, the good thing is this, God continues to accompany us through the Holy Spirit, guiding us, journeying with us. And God invites us to be that unique person that he created us to be. Every single person here in this space has value. And when we don't live out our value, it doesn't mean that we're loved any less or that we're any less valuable, but it does mean, however, that we're missing out on an opportunity to boldly be who we were created to be. For me, I view living out faith as something that's deeply valuable and important, and like owning a Picasso and then opting to put it away in storage for safekeeping, 
our tendencies can be to guard our faith and to not put it on display. And that can be for a variety of reasons. And although faith is deeply personal, it's also communal. It's meant to be experienced. It's meant to be shared. And when we share it, somebody else receives it. And I believe that this domino effect begins and continues with the trying God's help. And this can spread throughout our families, our friend groups, our church, our community. You are valuable and you are unique. As author Chip Ingram says in his book, Discover Your True Self, in a world that desperately needs God, you are an indispensable agent of love and mercy. Yes, you. Your infinite value and God-given purpose, they're a reality regardless of your track record, your background, your job, your social standing, your IQ, any of those other measurements that we might use to try to boost ourselves up or make ourselves important. Just as you are in this moment, you have value. At the Wilson household, we do a lot of puzzles these days. And watching my kids easily connect some of the pieces while realizing some others don't quite fit together perfectly is something that's really deeply encouraging for me because they keep at it and keep trying until it fits together. And I can't help but appreciate this simple visual and then creating something beautiful by taking these unique pieces and putting them together. These pieces on their own, they don't tell the whole story, but when they come fully together, you're able to see the beauty that they create. In life, you are valuable. You're a piece of the puzzle here at Good Shepherd and out in the world. And God wants to help you focus on growing out closer to him but being able to be out there as a light that points others to experience that as well. And when you do that, I think both you and God and all of your friends and family and people that are in your networks and circles, we all grow closer together. When we bring together this idea that each and every one of you has value and is an important piece of the puzzle, I think that's when the church begins to live into that unity that Paul is talking about. So how might we come together this year to be complete, to be unified, telling this story together. I think the first step that we needed to do is do something. Seriously, do something. The main reason that many of us don't act on God's call to live out our identity as valuable people to the kingdom of God is because we're not sure that we have anything valuable to share. And we don't do anything. We feel like we're either ill-equipped to do something, or maybe it's because we're waiting for permission to do so. We assume that's the pastor's job. That's not my job. But we see the gifts of the person down the pew from us on display at church, and we assume that their gifts might be higher than ours, and we don't do anything at all. Or maybe the opposite reality is at play. You're living out your gifts daily, but you assume that they don't count because the way that you've come to understand faith or your theology is that God only moves through X, Y, and Z. And X, Y, and Z just aren't your thing. Or maybe you have no idea what your thing is. Now, I think it's important for all of us to understand tonight, we were made in the image of God, but we're not carbon copies of each other. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're reminded that there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them. There's different kind of service, but the same Lord 
There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Whether you know what your gifts are or not, it can be insightful to take an inventory to explore what your gifts might be. Pastor Mary's offered life keys, which helps you realize your meaning and purpose, and it's grounded in faith. The more sure we are of our gifts, the more freely we can share them, not just here at Good Shepherd, but as Good Shepherd outside these church walls. Our denomination, the ELCA, also offers a free spiritual gifts assessment, which can be incredibly insightful into what your gifts might be. Because again, if we just assume that the only way that you can live out your faith is simply by evangelizing or being a pastor, we're missing out on such an opportunity to be the church. This particular assessment talks about administration, arts, evangelism, faith, giving, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, music. There's an entire list here on the ELCA, and I would encourage you maybe to check that out as well, because this is deeply important to us as Lutherans. Martin Luther, our church's namesake, was big on vocation, which is not necessarily the job that you have per se, but the calling that we have as God's beloved to enter and engage out in the world. In this list alone from the ELCA, we find ways of vocation where we can share our God-given talents that can be used not just here in the church walls, but outside as well to reflect the love of God. Here at Good Shepherd, whatever your gifts might be, I feel that you've I pray that you feel affirmed to share them. And if you don't feel that way, talk to us. Because as a church grounded in the Reformation, we are free together to imagine and discern ways to boldly live out our faith together, even if it's in a way that we've never done here before. So I pray that in 2022, you find these ways. And remember, you are a masterpiece. You're valuable. And God invites you to let your light be on display. Not so that it brings attention to ourselves, but that God would work through you and your unique gifts. You were created to shine brightly and connect with those in your life. I pray that in this year, we find ways to make this a part of our routine, here, there, and everywhere, so that our puzzle pieces can combine together in unity to tell this story of what Jesus is up to in the world, and that through it, all may know the Good Shepherd and have abundant life in his name. May it be so, church. Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.